It's Wednesdays. Welcome, welcome yet again to Wednesdays with Woody, where we interrupt your regular regular Wednesday to bring you this hot ass mess of a show where we discuss everything trending and topical. If this is your first time joining us, I am happy that you're here, happy that you're back. Thank you for lending me your ears and your time on this Wednesday session. For those of you who don't know, I'm your host, Woody Woods, who is just currently trying to stay afloat, and I will be guiding you through this Wednesday's edition. We will be discussing everything from pop art, to music, to relationships, to whatever is trending and topical in this crazy life. But before we get into all of that, happy pride to all sexual minorities, MSM, WSW, and LGBTQIA communities celebrating pride this month. I am wishing you all, all just like a crazy, fun, full of laughter, joyous pride that just is as magical as, as we are. So this week's topic um, that we'll be looking at is coming out and I'm really super excited to discuss this because I don't think I've ever spoken about my coming out story nor have I ever shared it Um, and it was actually a topic of discussion just this week with a friend who asked me like so how was your coming out experience and first and foremost I do note that I I had a very very easy ride and not to take away from my own lived experiences and not to say that it wasn't torturous or prolonged but the actual process of coming out was far far more gentle than the stories I've read about or listened to from other members of the queer community um, on how they've experienced their coming out Um, and some of these stories have been quite horrific and quite heartbreaking from being separated from their families being shunned by society um, just having to live very very recluse sort of situations and lifestyles so I came out quite late in life um, and now that I think about it for me I think it was a two-pronged approach it was first coming out to myself before I came out to other people and after having lived so many years in the closet um, I remember being a child and the first the first instance of coming into contact with a gay figure or a gay person was through a newspaper article or a news a news clip on the TV um, which was about this young man called Michael Shepard who had been beaten and then killed for being gay and I distinctly remember at that very young age I must have been around what six maybe eight somewhere around there I had told myself that I do not want to die I instinctively instinctively knew that there was some sort of kinship or some sort of understanding that this person was gay and that I was gay and I just didn't want to die so I became a sort of no I didn't become anything I actually just went into hiding (laughs) I hid myself from the world you know at the time when I was younger there was a lot of obviously sexual bullying that was happening in 
my in my school and towards me and I knew that I didn't want my family to be the object of such gossip so I did a little bit of distancing myself from them and also distanced myself from myself um, in order to survive and it would be just many many years many years before I decided to come out and that eventually happened somewhere 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 during university um I just I had to see a psychologist because it was just getting way too much and then then after when I finally finished varsity um I remember sitting and this was first coming out to myself I remember sitting and gazing up at the stars on a new year's evening um and just saying like you can't you can't carry on living this lie you need to you need to live your truth just as you've told many and countless people to live their truth you need to live your truth you need to be the person and your own hero so i first came out to myself a couple of weeks later though i was working with a friend and i left my phone um at the job and he happened to pick it up and upon him picking it up he discovered some how do we put it some some scandalous some scandalous photos on there um and the next day when i bumped into him i i inquired like oh i think i left my phone here so did you manage to pick it up and he he said yeah i did um and i found some some suspicious some questionable <laughs> not suspicious some questionable um images on there and we had a discussion about that um and this was a really good close friend of mine and this had been after many many years of the bullying and the questioning of are you gay i mean it's such an old question are you gay um and anyone who remembers life before i don't know 2022 will recall <laughs> that there was this there was a moment in the lgbtqia plus history and our rights that a lot of us remained hidden i mean it was it was just unheard of i mean i i barely encountered other people in my schooling career who i could be like oh that's a gay person you know and oh there's another one and oh there's a person who identifies as bisexual um back then it was wild you know people weren't free people weren't as outspoken as they are today people weren't as advocating for equality across the board as we are today um and it was it was very hard to come out back then um never mind having the conversation with your friends around like hey i am i'm gay or i'm bi or whatever it is wherever you fit in on the spectrum um and yeah it was it was a wild it was a wild time in lgbtqia plus history um now that i think about it because you expected to be ostracized to be kicked out of your friend circle to be to be shunned by society um because being gay wasn't as as in vogue as it is right now so when my friend came across these pictures and i had to then explain the whole narrative of why i 
I'd chosen to live this quite deliberately sheltered or deliberately private life. It was quite unnerving. I remember him I remember him questioning and wondering whether whether parts of our friendship were not real or were as authentic um, as he thought they were. Um, which in case obviously if you're living if you're living like if you're living a very closeted life, your your life isn't authentic to the greatest extent. He did he did come out later on and say that he supported and loved me and that he would always be there, which was always which in fact is quite reassuring and quite quite validating in and of itself that I I had a group of friends who were as accepting as I needed them to be at that specific time. I want to say that it would be years and years and years and years and years later before I came out to other um, groupings of my friends. But no, it happened quite quickly after that. Um, I, well, did it happen quite quickly? No, it didn't. I first fell in love. <laughs> I first ended into a relationship with my current partner. And we as i stated in the first episode the lgbtqia plus crew moves real fast real quick we moved in together and from there i was like actually if i'm going to be inviting people over to my place i might as well let them know that hey this is not my friend this is actually my partner and once again i was met with just open arms love um celebration for who I am and accepting myself thereafter I think it would take three years of me dating my current partner before I told my parents and that was thoroughly the most unnerving experience I have ever gone through I mean obviously if you've grown up in a society where you are continuously told that being gay is wrong um you're going to hell you're gonna burn you're thinking that your parents are of the same mindset you're thinking that they're just going to be these monsters who don't want you to live your truth and don't want you to be who you want to be and that was actually also one of the primary reasons why i stayed in the closet so long because I had always thought like let me let me make sure that these people who brought me into this earth that they take care of me up until the point up until I'm finished with varsity up until I'm finished with um up until I'm finished with the things or the milestones that are quite significant to a young person before I let them know and it was that also coupled with this Coupled with the story of Michael Shepard, who had died, which was continuously throughout this whole process playing out in my brain that I do not want to die for being gay. That is not how I want to go out or leave this earth. Um, but my parents, bless their souls, were just thoroughly open and thoroughly accepting. I mean, my partner was coming or had been coming to the house very frequently had been spending christmases with us had been celebrating birthdays with us so when i eventually sat them down and i said to them hey mom and dad um here's the 411 on the situation this person is actually not just a friend to me we've actually been dating for a number of years um i was 
I was relieved at the acceptance that my parents gave me. Um, once again, messages of love and support and and just just embracing me for who I was, which is not the experience of many people within this community, um, as I've stated. It's just, it was just, it was just a purely beautiful moment for me just to have that chapter almost lifted off of my shoulders and being able to live in my truth finally after years. Um, but even when you come into the realization that actually you have finally come out, you are finally li living your, your truth, um, you still have a lot of you still have a long journey ahead of you you know there's still things that you need to address you know you need to address your self-hate your um your self-homophobia you know you to an extent being in the closet is an act of homophobia towards yourself which can be detrimental psychologically to you um and it's not intentional i mean as what as a six or eight year old boy what did i know about Telling myself, hey, child, you're not coming out. You, you're not going to be that sparkly gem that you see in the movies. You're going to hide everything and you're going to keep the secluded facade from the world. And you're going to manage and find a way to survive. So, yeah, that was my coming out story. Things that I wished I... I had experienced or that I had sight of during this coming out story is that I wish I'd seen the many different representations of being gay as they are in the world today at that tender age. I mean, what media and society had always portrayed to us was that you were a fairy if you were a gay man you know you had the high-pitched voice and you spoke with your hands in a dainty in a dainty manner and that's not the case for a large percentage of lgbtqia plus or gay men um in the world you know i am saddened though i am saddened that i had never seen a lot of black gay men growing up that has always been quite alarming to me um given that you know i'm a black man <laughs> um it's always been quite alarming to me and it was during a conversation last year with a friend where was it last year when Lil nas x did that performance whenever it was that we really delved into that about seeing that representation seeing a black man kiss another black man on stage and just the reaction from not the not just the audience but from social media at large and how how it shook things up a little bit how it allowed for black gay men to come out and say you know what here i am and i'm i'm not dainty or um i'm not i'm not a fairy and, and there's nothing wrong with these things. Let's just be quite clear on that. There's nothing wrong with being an effeminate gay man or a, a butch gay man or a bottom or a top or, oh my gosh, the, the straights don't even know what I'm talking about. There's nothing wrong with these different versions of being gay. It's just that for the longest time, media had been feeding us just this one view of a gay man, the punchline, the murderer, the 
the crazy man the man who lived by himself in a shack which is quite poor 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 representation for any child um and so when Lil Nas X was there on stage and he kissed another black man all I could think about all that it triggered in me was this this hope that I wish there are many many little black boys who can finally accept themselves can finally live their truth and don't have to spend years in the psychological rat race that is being in the closet um that they can accept themselves and that society at large can look at them and be like you know what it's okay it's okay that you are the way that you are and we celebrate you just as we celebrate all other sexualities um and that's not not without noting that we still have a long way to go as a community as a human race um we still have a long way to go there's still many sexual minorities which are just pushed to the sideline not allowed to be who they are not allowed to celebrate their i don't want to say choice choice is just a poor word not allowed to celebrate who they love and who they want to love and it's going to it takes continuous continuous activism continuous um conversations continuous awareness continuous representation continuous bringing into light and into for um one's experience as a as a member of the lgbtqia plus community and i'm hoping one day we can get to a point where we are just where we're free we're little black boys and girls and all other colors can can be celebrated and loved for who they are and with that said thank you for lending me your ears and your time for this wednesday session of wednesdays with woody i hope to see you next week where we'll be discussing lord knows what <laughs> lord knows what but thank you and i hope you have an adventure of a week ahead <laughs>